today. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. It's getting to the outside now. Echo Point starting to run into it. Uh, with Waitakere, a long way back to Snowfire, Gypsy Biker, Selig Island's last. The 2023 Tree of Knowledge Cup swings into the straight and the great Caffrey's your leader. Up by Concord, Echo Point, Savvy Legend coming down the outside as well. Echo Point strikes the front, Savvy Legend's laying down the gauntlet, Gypsy Biker runs on. Echo Point and Savvy Legend, Echo Point and the roars of the Barcolden crowds lifting Mike Wayne Crow, Echo Point, you can hear him roar, beats Savvy Legend who was game Gypsy Biker out of his skin. I think the bird. reason they were roaring started a pretty short favourite in that last at Bar called in the feature there on the weekend. Let's say good morning to Tony Clements. How are you, Tony? I'm good, thank you, Steve. Good morning to you and hello, everyone. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab. We missed you last week for Anzac Day, but back this week to recap what's been going on right around the uh, the country racing scene over the last couple of weeks and lots of news to get through on the show today. Not just the Outback Racing Showcase Series, which was highlighted by the Tree of Knowledge Cup there at Bar Calden on the weekend, where it all started for Quade Crow. Uh, he was uh, at Bar Calden as a, a young lad. He's made his way to Sydney. He's at Canberra these days and all the way back to win on Echo Point there for Raymond Williams on Saturday. But that wasn't the only leg of the Outback Racing Showcase Series. They also raced at Julia Creek going back Saturday a week ago and at Gregory Downs on the weekend. We'll update you on that. We'll check in on what happened at Wondo on Anzac Day for the Burn It to the Beach Series. The Magic Millions Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial Up and Coming Stayers Series hit Mount Garnet at the Amateurs on the weekend. And unfortunately we didn't have a Battle of the Bush League on Saturday because Quilpie was abandoned but it's been rescheduled to Saturday May 13. We'll give you details on that and a whole heap more as we roll through Bushbeat this morning. Helping us with a whole heap more is Rob Luck. G'day Rob. Hey, g'day Tony. We're welcoming back after two weeks of exciting country racing. Tony, and as you said, it's it's been packed with uh, cups, with Anzac Day meetings, and more importantly, all these different series races that we get happening in country and regional Queensland with the Battle of the Bush, the Magic Millions Rob Kosh series, and the Burn It to the Beach, and of course, you are the keeper of the series, Tony. <laughs> Haven't you given me some points to be able to try and tally up this week? The, the Battle of the Bush didn't get underway, of course, but uh, Quilpy was the kick-off point. We, we've got the details this morning, of course, for uh, what is happening with that after the abandonment of that meeting due to the state of the track. Yes, uh, with Quilpy uh, washed out on Saturday with the, as we always say, rain is welcome, with the welcome rain, but not when it cancels out a race meeting. Unfortunately, more rainfall on Saturday caused uh, the Quilpy course to be unsuitable for racing. They did have a, uh, a fandom meeting on Saturday, but the race meeting which features the Battle of the Bush qualifier has been rescheduled to Saturday, May 13. It's going to be the same race program that uh, will be retained for the rescheduled meeting, so it will still include the uh, bracelet and the cup and fresh nominations required to be lodged by 11am next Tuesday, the 9th of May. So great to see that that uh, leg hasn't been lost to the region. Uh, we had that sort of situation uh, a while back, I seem to remember, where uh, we ended up with a couple of legs transferred here, there and everywhere, but uh, I think we ended up with a couple that were lost, but great that we're going to be able to salvage and, and hang on to that one because it's going to get very, very interesting uh, when we get down to the wire, Rob, and get to the final legs coming up towards the, the beginning of June before we get to that big final at uh, Eagle Farm on Tats Day on June 24. 
Yeah, and the three legs coming up this weekend occur at Longreach, Mount Isa and Gordonvale after we've already had uh, Gundawindi and Gippy legs uh, to get that series. Big excitement with that around the corner. It's something that all stables are aiming for. But as we opened up there, Tony, you heard uh, some brilliant calls there from uh, Andrew Watts there out of the Sky Channel 2 meeting at Bar Calden, their Tree of Knowledge Cup meeting, the Pat Ogden Memorial Tree of Knowledge, and it was part of the Outback Racing Showcase Heat, another one of these series. It canvasses the Central West and Northwest. This was a fantastic meeting, Tony. I was fortunate enough to be able to slip out to Bar Calden on the weekend and uh, act as the uh, the master of ceremonies, if you like, in the mounting yard and the interviews, etc. But this win by Echo Point, it gave the fairy tale ending to a fabulous day where 720 people, biggest crowd I've seen at Bar Calden, they cheered at home, this hometown hero. And as you said in the introduction, young Quade Crow, back in the area where it started, riding for Raymond Williams. And interestingly, Tony Quade's getting married in a week's time, so they, he timed it extremely well. Uh, but this Sebring for, uh, horse, he won the Country Cups back in December. He came off a second in Thanguldi's last run. He's been sort of getting little freshen-ups by Raymond Williams, a major training performance. Raymond felt the pressure in front of the Bar Calden crowd to bring home a hometown win, particularly for owner Willie Chandler, who is the new president of the Bar Calden Club. And when you get 720 through the gate and you've got a new committee and you put all the hard work in, there's nothing better to see a day go off so well as this. And as well on top of that, you've got the local trainers getting up with uh, Billy Johnson with a double with High Ground and Stampede Warrior, which had only raced at Cunnamulla at Anzac Day as well. So you've got four local winners there with also Tony Schofield uh, getting a winner on the day and a very promising horse in Grand Palazzo. Keep watching for this particular mare in um, great form. Um, and as well, you then got the visiting trainers, Craig Smith, Rodney Hay, colours up again, figure it out, took, taking out a win. And uh, Johnny Mansman coming out with one of the most promising horses, I think, on the provincial circuit in Siberian Root. Uh, six wins from eight start, first up since uh, February. It was an absolutely fabulous day fashions of the field, everything there, everything you want to see on a country racetrack and to have that Sky Channel 2 coverage um, to feature this uh, first winner of the uh, Outback Showcase Heat, Echo Point. You couldn't ask for it to be done um, any better, Tony. And uh, look, uh, the club's going uh, along great now and uh, will continue to grow and it just strengthens the whole racing in the Central West uh, on the grass track and the Outback. I think uh, it's been one of the best-kept secrets going around, Rob, and now that it's getting more and more coverage with tab meetings like that Sky 2 program on Saturday, uh, fingers crossed that'll mean more of that grass track of the Outback will get some more coverage. Oh, yes, and of course, this, this Outback Showcase series only helps enhance that. It also occurred at Julia Creek back on uh, the 22nd of April, and we do apologise this morning if we can't cover everything. We're going back over a fortnight of racing. But um, Zumarata, now this is a horse I've been mentioning on Bushbeat regularly. This is a maiden winner, uh, probably about eight, nine starts ago, but he's now won six out of 35, three wins a second from his last four. And uh, he reversed the Bullier Cup result uh, when he got up over Evening Glory and Louis the Legend in the Marta Training Services Julia Creek Cup Outback Racing Showcase. So that we've got Cups runoff over occurring at the moment. So Zumarata, this is a horse you can follow even on the provincial circuit going into... Um, 
into the Townsville area. And, of course, the day featured winners, multiple winners across the board for Sean Roy's with a double. David Sparks back in the saddle with a double. Dan Ballard, a treble. Tanya Parry, a treble. Uh, winners of Valiant Knight for Sean Roy's. Sogni for Tanya Parry, one of another many Quinellas. Dukes County for Denise and Dan Ballard. Jabali Gold, two out of two for the stable for Tanya Parry and Dan Ballard. And far-reaching Tanya Parry's uh, third leg of the treble and Dan's third leg of the treble um, in the final event uh, of the uh, rich race on the program. It was 10,000 the winner. Uh, but Zumarada continued the Outback Showcase series. And then, of course, on Saturday, just gone at Gregory Downs, we got a third winner of the Showcase Series when you had the Berkshire Cup at Gregory Downs. Now, how's Zumarata getting defeated by Danawai? Danawai won at Bullier in a benchmark 55, two starts back, and exceed an Excel seven-year-old. And he's got up and defeated the odds-on favourite Zumarata uh, by a length and a half with Louis the Legend into third place. But uh, this, this gives three um, new winners, if you like, of this series. And, of course, it will continue down the track. Uh, Keithy Ballard back with a double with more than Venice and all at sea. Tanya Parry maintained that winning sequence with that double. And David Sparks on that comeback continues with the win on uh, Explosive Girl out of that particular meeting. And the other winner was Kerry Crow uh, with uh, Royal Tonic and there's a bear in there with Justin Borden. But uh, three winners so far in that Outback Showcase Series. And just very quickly, it means the Jockeys Premiership and the Trainers Premiership. Very interesting in the Trainers. Tanya leading, Tanya Parry leading Billy Johnson, 32-31. John Manselman, 23. Robbie Farr in the Jockeys Premiership, uh, 33 over 28 to Tyler Leslie. Dan Ballard, look at him, he's in third spot, 25. And uh, we certainly wish... Robbie Farr, a quick comeback uh, after a fall at Cunnamulla and some broken ribs. All the best, Robbie, to you, and hopefully a very speedy recovery that um, will come out of that meeting there. So there's two of the series we're focusing on this morning, Battle of the Bush, Outback Showcase Racing uh, as well. Um, and as well, we have the other series occurring. You've got the Burn It to the Beach also occurring, which is... The hard one, I think, to keep tabs on for you, Tony. But James Atelli. And interestingly, this is one that features benchmark uh, winners. And this is the benchmark 55, the uh, race out of Wandai, the South Burnett Race Club on Anzac Day. And uh, James Atelli, uh, Gary Clemondale-Smith, the I Love This City, first up since December. Good training effort. Started favourite, defeated Oakfield Comanche. And yes, no, maybe so. These are horses that have been running around in good form, so it's a, a good little depth to the field. Um, so uh, there's more to come in that series. And just very quickly out of that meeting, <laughs> these Rodney Hay colours, they keep bobbing up. Here's another one. Good on you, Rodney. So Adelia, cutest money, Clinton Taylor, king of the cutest uh, winners, I think. Clinton, he went all the way down there with uh, stable jockey Brooke Johnson. And first run for the stable, gets the cutest money in the maiden plate. And good to see there were two cutest races. Boss Bandit for Wayne Baker also getting a win there. And uh, the Diggers Cup, of course, the feature on the program with hard landing for Pat Duff and Paul Hamlin taking that win there. And congratulations, Andrew Cameron. First win in the relocation to that southeast corner when he got battled up with Adam Sewell, who's riding in great form. Uh, the Factor Galloper getting up in the benchmark 55 with the other winner on the day, Take Me to the Outback. So 
Burn it to beach. You've got that all covered, Tony, because the other one that we've got to focus on this morning is the Magic Million Stayers Series. And that was part of the big meeting out of Mount Garnet, the two-day meeting, a time-honoured event, and a horse that's won three from three at the track in Witterick um, takes out this year's uh, Rob Kosh, Magic Millions, uh, Far North Queensland's up-and-coming stayers, benchmark 60 handicap. Off the back as they work their way toward the 600 metre mark and it's still Sizzling Sun in control. Led by about a half a length. Going up on the outside, Mashani rebound. Leip and Sass is next and getting a sit right in behind them. Looking for an out now is I Love Rock and Roll. Whitterick's taken off quickly around them on their back to make a move and Sea Echo has drifted to the rear of the field. Into the straight they come, they're tightly packed. Leip and Sass has gone to the lead. Here's Whitterick down the extreme outside coming. They were followed then by Mashani rebound and I Love Rock and roll trying to go between them but Witterick and the Shredder have hit the front halfway down the straight. Witterick bowled away. Right home, Witterick. Get in the queue. Witterick, I love rock and roll and life and sass. Yes, Witterick defeating I Love Rock and Roll and Life and Sass. And as Bluey Forsyth said in the call, the Shredder kicking Witterick home there in the Central Tire Services, FNQ Magic Millions, Rob Kosh Memorial, Far North Queensland, up and coming stayers, benchmark 60 for trainer Janelle Ryan, Rachel Shred in the saddle. Big weekend as well, Rob, there for uh, Nathan Day as he had a treble at the Friday program, backed it up with a double on Saturday. And to tell us all about that and also love on Sunday's back to back Mount Garnet Cups, Peter Rowe is back with us to catch up with all of the FNQ news. G'day, Pete. Good morning. How are we? Yeah, good morning, Peter. Good to have you back on Bushbeat. And uh, I know you've said in the past, Witterick's a bit of a horse that that 1,600 is probably the outer limit. But, boy, doesn't he love Mount Garnet with three from three. And I take it this would be this would be pretty close to his second win in that race. I didn't double-check that, but you'll know for sure. Yeah, look, he showed a bit of versatility on the weekend. Normally... Um, he's an on-speed runner and rolls along and does his own thing out in front. Rachel lets him dictate, but they had to go to plan B on um, on Friday because there was an abundance of speed. Um, sizzling Sun, Mashani Rebound, they all set the speed, so Rach went to plan B and rode a real perfect, patient race, and a couple of those horses were very questionable um, at the 1700 or the 1680, but um, he presented on the top of the, top of the straight and won quite convincingly, and, and then in all fairness, I suppose that's his eighth win and a couple of those horses are class ones and twos. So on form, you'd think he'd win, but he still had to carry 61 kilos and get the job done on a, a really firm surface and he won very impressively. Nathan Day, of course, an outstanding um, jockey and, and, and obviously gets good good horses to ride in most races, but uh, then puts the polish on with the wins and he comes away, I think it was with uh, five over the uh, over the weekend, including the Mount Garnet Cup. Yeah, he rode, rode them all the treat too. He um, got the crowd involved when he come back in and, you know, what country racing is like, especially at Mount Garnet, they race once a year. Um, everyone was lined up on the fence and giving him a cheer and uh, and whatnot, but he did ride them well. He got a uh, double over the weekend for the Alex and Kelly Malloff stable, always written off, and then Love on Sunday backed it up to, to take out back-to-back cups in what was a really, really competitive cup, which was good to see. Um, first to fifth, there's only two lengths covering them and... Um, it was it was a good day. Nantucket was a good win. A battle cry won the bracelet on Friday. It was a short price favourite, and it was a, a really sh- tight finish with, between him and Joshi Toronaga. And again, only a length back to third. 
So it was it was good racing. It was very very competitive racing. Um, the track raced firm and fast. Um, we all thought going up there there might have been a little bit more given the track with the amount of rain we've had in the far north, but um, it, all it did was break break the crust on top, and then underneath was still firm. So. Um, anything that was on speed definitely had an advantage, but there was a couple of horses that made ground over the weekend. And back to the big crowd sort of times, Pete? Yeah, they were booked out. Um, there was uh, publications all over the Mount Garnet Turf Club pages for weeks leading up to everyone to book tickets. And then uh, I think it was Wednesday night, people start rolling out there normally Tuesday, Wednesday. And I think Wednesday night there was a sign-up on their page saying that they were totally booked out. So... If you didn't have your tickets, unfortunately, you weren't going. But it was a great crowd. Everyone was well-behaved. They had a good time, and um, it was a good weekend. And I know fashions feel so important in all these meetings. Of course, with the Battle of the Bush meetings coming up, you get the fashions from afar competition. But uh, I'm pretty sure Danielle Atkinson would have been a, a, a big chance to take out that fashions from what I see on the social media. She certainly goes all out with all the fashions up there and supports these meetings. Yeah, she does. Garnet's her home home carnival. The, the family's been a part of Mount Garnet for for decades, and and she was there. Now, obviously, Danielle's now mum, so she's got a little one to look after. But she still doled up on the Saturday. And I, I'm not sure if she either run or was runner up. I want to run was runner up. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but she looked amazing. And you know, within half an hour of the fashions. She was back to being a mum. She had her, her <laughs> kick, uh, kick the gear off and put her, put her casual clothes on and was out there with the little fella. So it was really good to see. And they'll good be doing it again this coming weekend. Pardon my croaky throat. Um, Gordon Vale coming up on Saturday. Yeah, another one. Oh, they race twice a year at Gordon Vale, but it's the uh, um, Magic Millions Stayer Series race weekend again. And um, I had a look at the, the early, well, the numbers of the noms before, and there's some good fields. I think the Battle of the Bush... Um, there's quite a few nominated for that, so we'll wait and see. I think occasionally people forget the qualification restrictions, but hopefully there's a full field as, as it looks like at the moment. Um, and then obviously the Stayer Series race continues, and um, you know they're always good races. The low-class staying races are there. It's good. It's good for us up here to have a have a crack at that because we don't get too many of them. So you know the up-and-coming Stayer Series really gives everyone a chance to to bring their lower-class horses through the grades. It's developed a really good following, the uh, Magic Millions up-and-coming staying series. And, of course, I let Tony keep maintain all this because I lose track of it. So where are we headed with this next, Tony? Uh, after Gordonvale on the weekend, Rob Mariba has a leg coming up on the 20th of May. Cairns hosts their first leg on the 3rd of June. Then Atherton on June 17. Oak Park comes around with their turn on the 1st of July. And the last leg will be at Cairns on the 11th of July. Keeper of the points has got an easy job when there's only two legs in. And I love rock and roll with two second placings at Inersley in April. And Mount Garnet in April is sitting at the top on four points ahead of the other two winners, Sieco and Witterick, three points apiece. And with that combination uh, for I love rock and roll, Lacey Morrison and John Kilroy uh, leading the uh, jockeys and trainers tally four points apiece at the moment. That one's easy. <laughs> and Pete, um, uh, you're continuing with the calling up there. Did you have some at uh, Mount Garnet as well? I didn't get to tune into everything. No, not. I haven't called a race for a while, actually, Rob. It's been obviously with Dad and I getting. We've got 35 horses in work, so we're taking quite a few to the races each weekend. So um, haven't had a chance to duck up the, the callers box, but hopefully back back behind the mic again soon. As you know, I love doing it, and it's something completely different, but. Um, you know, I've got to look after the clients first and, and horses come first on race day. But as soon as I get an opportunity, I'll definitely look to be behind the mic again. 
It's great to see you. Great to have you back on the show with us this week, Pete. Well, sorry, Rob, I was just going to say to to wind things up there. Great to have you back with us uh, this week, Pete. We'll catch up again soon. Yeah, thank you. And a quick shout-out if I can, guys. Good luck to uh, one of our locals, Jade Doolan, who's having a steer at Warrnambool today. Went down to watch her horses, or John's horses race and and gets to sit behind one, so that'll be pretty exciting for her as well. Yeah, yeah, and and over a fair bit of distance too. It's uh, 2,300-something metres, I think, that she's going out. So it's going to be a bit further than some of the barky races she was at on the weekend. (laughs) I think so. If I can just just add the story there, barky, of course, she was excited, the win of Siberian Route, but she was explaining to me that John was talking to the trainer, of course, John's in the ownership of this South Pacific, and uh, the, uh, forget, Amy McDonald, I think it is, uh, indicated to John, I just can't find a three-kilo claiming apprentice, and he said, I've got one here. <laughs> he pointed to the race and he said, Jade, you're on. So I think she's pretty excited and good luck to her today. Good on you, people. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. Uh, when I was saying before, Rob, about the uh, point series was easy to keep up to date with with the up-and-coming stars. Well, that's only two legs in. Uh, Burn it to the beach? Yeah, not so much. We've only got two legs to go. And this is uh, dating back all the way back to Eidsvold on the 1st of October last year. Hasn't James Atelli been wonderfully consistent with wins uh, back in October at Gainder and uh, second placings at Mount Perry and the Nango in November and December, respectively? With that win at Wandai on Anzac Day, 36 points is where James Atelli is sitting at the moment. Ahead of comments on 23 and back to nine cigars and no better affair, 11 points apiece. It sounds like he's already over the line, James Atelli, but you've got to keep in mind it's 10 points for a win and with two legs to come. Plenty of points on offer at Burren Down this Saturday and Bundaberg the week after. For the jockeys tally, Landon Sykes on 31, just ahead of Kelly Gates on 29, Shania Willis on 25. And how about the trainers tally? Bob Murray and Gary Clem, 36 points apiece. Kim Afford sitting on 26. As I said, plenty of uh, points on offer at Burren Down on the weekend and Bundaberg the following week to uh, see that 2022-23 uh, Burn at the Beach series come to a head. Yeah, isn't it great when you get not only have the series, but you get the uh, results so tight. It's almost like the photo finish in the Archer, isn't it? And congratulations to Troy and Toby Edmonds on uh, with the win of Alpine Edge and the and the syndicate uh, ownership there. And uh, the commiserations to Desley Forster with Emerald Kingdom, uh, the two years in a row getting beaten in a photo um, last year with Apache Chase and this year. But what a, what a great day out there in Rockhampton. But, uh, yeah, these series, they really just add to country racing throughout this time of the year. But so do the Cups, Tony. And you go to Gundo Indy, there's always Cups coming up. And, of course, the Gundo Indy Cup, the Vern Kleinschmidt Community Trust Gundo Indy Cup Open Handicap featured on the weekend. And it was taken out by Tintin Wind for Ducky. Baker and you mentioned Shania Willis there well she ended up with a double on the day uh, at Gundawindi I'm surprised the odds of this horse was $6 at one at Eagle Farm back in mid-March but that shows the quality of the field because he defeated uh, River Mac and Oakfield Target in that race I mentioned Shania Willis having the double. Um, well, it was a race-to-race double because the uh, the winner, Bolt, in the last race for Kelly Moncton. Now, here's a good story at this time of the year for Bolt. You may remember last year this horse went to Birdsville to the April meeting and then backed up at Bar Calden on the way home 
in their April meeting and took out the victory there. And I can remember Kelly at the uh, March sales uh, reminding me of that, uh, that Bolt was the winner there. And here I see it backed up in the in the Guns in Batless Cup, the benchmark 50, and took the win over 1,800. So well done to the Monkton Stable in regard to Bolt. But it was a girls' day out there because Emily Lang also got the double. She got the double, uh, and it was a race-to-race double for her, for Gertie Goa, for Cor- uh, Corey and Kyrie, Kylie Gearan, and Miss Cinnamon Cider for Pat Webster and Emily Lang. And uh, to complete the girls' program, Tycoon Jim, Leon Cross and Jody Wardley took the Class B. And Fitzroy Boyd, local hero, four wins, four seconds from nine at the track, seven from 30. He ran second in the uh, Battle of the Bush Heat. Uh, this fellow and defeated Phoenix and Joey Jaws. So he's a local hero for Barry Shepherd and Lily Barr to uh, round out the girls' day out at Gundawindi after Tin Tin Win took the Gundawindi Cup. And, of course, back on Anzac Day, uh, we mentioned Wandai before. Well, Cunnamulla also raced, and the Anzac Day Open Handicap uh, saw a smooth move for Dave Rewald and Savannah McCann getting up another winner there. Savannah, the easy rocking, taking the open plate over 1,400 over Nick the Skipper, last start winner in Falave. And unfortunately, that would have been a Robbie Farr mount on the day. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he came off in an earlier race on Lazelle's and uh, broke a, a rib, but he'll be back shortly. He'll bounce back bigger than better than ever. Uh, good to see Nathan Fasakali after having him on the show go out there and continue the travel around with Mashani Operator who got three from three on the track. The Shane Iverson trained over an informed King Coney. And the other winners there on the day saw Kelmia for Raymond Fraser. That stable's getting some good results as well. Johnny Rudd on board took the maiden. In Hinchable for Monique Gavin and Tessa Townsend, the Hinchinbrook, a strong winner. And also Monique Gavin. Oh, this would be Monique's first double, I'm pretty sure. Um, she gave or completed the double for John Rudd when uh, No Nay Emerald uh, took the benchmark 45. So congratulations, Monique. I'm pretty sure that's close to your first double in Hinchable. And uh, No Nay Emerald uh, completing that for her out at um, Kanamala. You mentioned, Rob, there about uh, we haven't put the mock on Nathan Fazakli and continued on with winners. I was very pleased also to see uh, Gabby Simmons with a win at the tab meeting on Anzac Day at Bow Desert, uh, winning on the uh, Ryan Tyrrell, Tom Button, trained Jameldi in the Class 2 plate over the 1100. And as you said, Savannah McCann's continued on her winning way. Uh, but there was a, uh, a former jockey who's now, uh, is he dual licensing or is he just training these days with his very first winner at Longreach on the 22nd? Yeah. Cameron Dixon was a, a jockey. He's, uh, he's, he's given up the jockey idea weight-wise, but congratulations, Cameron. He, he's based at Alpha. Uh, I think he's building the team to about four. But at that long-reach meeting, he got Monsieur Macron up at its second start for him. And it also gave Dakota Graham her first winner back after an absence from the saddle um, with children. And uh, great to see this Swiss ace uh, uh, complete that win, that victory for the combination over strike point. And it was a close finish, a nose in it as well. And, of course, this featured another Diggers' Cup being the Anzac Day meeting. And well uh, ridden by Tyler Leslight, young... uh, Sorry, young Tyler Leslight riding Ancient X for Billy Johnson. Uh, first win in his last four for the So You Think, but he's always been consistent. 
and he defeated the Tony Schofield, Cozzy Can Can and Gypsy Biker, who we have mentioned before on the show, regularly runs uh, thirds and fourths in cups, and he did the same in the Tree of Knowledge uh, on the weekend there. But Tony Schofield, her stable's going uh, fantastic. This particular meeting, she took a treble with Fondle, He's a Gem and Mr Cruz, all three of them ridden by Matty Gray, who's uh, well and truly on the comeback uh, ride after uh, injury and layoff. So uh, Tony Schofield, and that continued, as I said earlier, down at Bar Calden with that win of Grand Palazzo that you can follow from the uh, the meeting. So another series of firsts there with a, a new trainer, and I'm sure Cameron's going to... He's a horseman. He'll, he'll know how to get the best results out of his team. I mentioned Clinton Taylor being the cutest king. When you go to uh, Yapoon, I know it was unfortunate the results in Brisbane didn't go the way for the stable, but he produced Ollie Boom first up uh, for the cutest win in the three-year-old maiden when Ashley Butler booted home the spirit of uh, Boom, a three-year-old gelding over escape prisoner and rebel's daughter. And this, of course, was the first meeting for Yapoon for the year, and uh, the results coming through there saw Cooey Bay Magic take the maiden. Shwedas, now here's one that also then went to Barcald and uh, backed up, uh, didn't get the result there but Adam Sewell he's just continued in that winning vein Adam it was a double for him at this meeting firstly was Schwedas for Glenda Bell defeating Muron and then he also uh, kicked home for Trevor Williams uh, is he grey it's been in the money it's last four the all too hard filly uh, winning the class B and the other winner on the day there was uh, Cantor Damien Rideout and uh, Kieran Quilty the star witness galloper defeating uh, Let Me Let Me Let Go and still feeling it. But, Tony, there's one thing tells me country racing is going extremely good, and it's not only all the series, the Battle of the Bushes, the, the fields that we're getting, the jockeys moving around. It's the fact that we still get picnic meetings, and the picnic meeting continued at Tower Hill or commenced the series of them, with, of course, Oakley, or better known as Corinna, coming up, I think, on the 12th of May. Look, there were eight jockeys. Who, oh, I didn't tally this up well, so excuse me if I got it wrong. I'm pretty sure there were eight jockeys. Nat Morton's even made a comeback by going to the Tower Hill meeting. So good on you, Nat. We hope to see you further down the track as the, as the weight comes down. Tom Delahunty got four winners, I noted, on the, uh, on the day. Uh, and I know you've got some other details about the meeting, but there was only two horses, Tony. This is a bit unusual for picnic meetings over the two days. Bridget's Diary and Amber Tops, from what I could see, were the only two horses to win both days. There were quite a few got a win in a second. And Craigley Altis, this horse is amazing since going the picnics. He's had 12 starts, 10 wins and two placings. Only been beaten twice since going the picnics. And another first... Young Max Tanks, Andrew Watts was there on the Friday, but Maxie Tanks took up the monoculars on the Saturday. And, wow, I've heard a couple of the calls. Uh, we've got a good secession plan going in the Central West, Daddy. <laughs> uh, Maxie's in the background. I think he's got the bug. Uh, did a fantastic job filling in for Wattsy on the, uh, on the Saturday. But there were some feature results that you noted out of that meeting as well. Yes, looking back, uh, as you said, great to see the uh, the field sizes there. 45 starters on the Friday and 43 on the Saturday. And as you said, you know, fields of six and seven and eight, the uh, the Top X Restricted Trophy uh, had uh, the full field of eight there. That was uh, at the uh, the program on the Friday. Uh, the highlight on the Friday was the Tower Hill bracelet taken out by King Landon for David Owens and Philip Owens beating Goldsay and Excel with reward. Uh, there's no betting at the, the, uh, the Tower Hill picnics 
weeks, Rob. It's uh, basically trophy races uh, all the way through, and great to see a lot of memorial races, as we often say. But the one that really caught my eye, um, you and I could almost go in this, the Heritage Jumbo Open Trophy <laughs> over 800 metres. Abigail Lone was successful on Frank Manwaring's Amber Tops, defeating Bohemia Drought and L Style, carrying 82.5 kilos, beating Bohemia Drought by two links, a further 20 back to L Style. Each of those place getters there carried 82, as the name would suggest. Uh, Jumbo, that's the the real heavyweights, like the heavyweight uh, flat races that'll be going around at Warrnambool through the, the Jumps Carnival. But I think it's great when you see these amateur picnics. They're still sort of hanging on to a little bit of that tradition. I know a lot of the races are running at 70 and 72 kilos, but to see a Jumbo like that yeah, and still sort of retain some of that old amateur uh, flat sort of idea, I think is wonderful. Yeah, I tell you what, I still need to lose a bit to be getting into the field. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, yes, but I was being kind. <laughs> but what I do like is you start seeing the names of horses, and this is the beauty of the picnics. It gives that extra layer for those horses that still want to be racehorses but don't quite measure up to the country standard. But same old story was running around last year. King Langdon was running around Cups races in the northwest um, last year. Do I have to that won a race? Sam Nisbet uh, has got a team going as a new trainer this year. Papilio got a win for him. I mean, it's great to see these names coming back after just recently having called them in races uh, only last year that there's life after the normal country racing for these guys to be um, in the picnics and then of course their retirement comes with many of the properties that have taken them on board so fantastic to see those results just before we go a check on the calendar for the week ahead and plenty of tab racing for the coming seven days following on from Thangul today Kilcoy race on Thursday Friday it's Townsville Bodesert and Toowoomba on Saturday and Gatton with the standalone meeting on Sunday next Tuesday tab program at Mackay non-tab meetings coming up this Saturday Clermont, Hewenden and Morven we mentioned the Battle of the Bush qualifiers heading off to Longreach and Gordonvale uh, the um, Gordonvale meeting will also feature a uh, far north Queensland up and Coming stairs heat. Burren Down Cup Day Saturday will also feature the second last leg of the Burn It to the Beach series. And as we said, uh, Quilpy uh, rescheduled to the 13th of May. The Corinna Picnic's coming up, as you said, Rob. The uh, Oakley Amateurs on the 12th and 13th. And I know it felt like we're probably racing through a little bit, but I think we've done pretty well to make up for a fortnight of country uh, racing, Tony. But we're back in the normal routine uh, by being back next week. Email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Any results, any stories, any firsts that you hear of that we can feature on uh, Bushbeat each week and uh, we'd love to have that news. Um, good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thanks to Rob Luck and uh, Peter Rowe for joining us on Bushbeat this week. And if you missed any of the show, folks, as always, uh, it goes up on the Radio Tab Megaphone page where you can catch up on the podcast. You'll be able to find the link to that at the usual places at the Radio Tab Twitter page at Radio Tab Oz. And we'll also put it up on the uh, link on Facebook on the Regional Cast page as usual. And catch you back next week with all of the country racing news once again on Bushbeat.